Hey guys, if you are a podcast host or you have considered starting your own show, but you don't know where to start, or maybe you're several episodes in and you're really struggling knowing what to do from here, we created a podcasting membership site called Podcasting Together, where we meet two times a month and brainstorm ideas on not only how to launch shows for the newbies, but also how to grow shows for those of you who have been in the game for a little while. We have tons of information, videos, all the things you need to know to launch and grow your own show. Plus, the best part is the community that meets together with me over Zoom two times a month. You can find out all the information if that's of interest to you by going to heatherparody.com forward slash podcasting together. That's also linked in the show notes. But again, heatherparody, P-A-R-A-D-Y.com forward slash podcasting together. We would love to have you a part. If you love what you do, then what are you really giving up? You know, it's like either you're going to live your life and enjoy it or you're going to just exist. And for me, I'm not going to just exist. I got to live because what's the point in just existing? You know, you got to enjoy your life. You have to enjoy what you do. And if you're not enjoying what you do, who are you really kidding? Whether you're bagging groceries, you're still waiting for that phone call for them to let you know, yeah, you got the job. Or if you're acting, you're still waiting for that phone call let you know you book the role you're going to be waiting for something so why not wait for what you love to do I've always felt immense fear I was born with several falls I have always felt small I was told not to take risks I may be blind but I teach people how to see and I'm proud to be an individual This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world. At the age of 16 years old, he found himself at 300 pounds. After two years of diet and exercise, he lost over 150 pounds and his dreams of becoming a model and actor proved to be within his grasp. Moses Mosley first got his taste at stardom walking out of his class at Georgia State and he is best known playing the role of Michonne's iconic pet zombies on the hit show The Walking Dead and being on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. He has since then co-starred in the HBO series Watchmen and is also co-starring roles in USA Network's Queen of the South and BET American Soul. Welcome to today's episode, my friends. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. And y'all know this is a big day for me because you know I love The Walking Dead. I love The Walking Dead. He's getting to talk with one of Michonne's pet zombies. Moses Mosley was really cool to think about. But then when I connected with Moses and heard his story, I was super inspired, learned so much. He has an awesome energy and a really cool perspective on slow, progressive change and really going after what you envision. No matter, you know, I think sometimes what we see our circumstances as unmoving and unchanging and that we are powerless in the midst of them and that there are circumstances like that for sure. But what can we do with what's in our hand? How can we be faithful with what we're learning, what we're inspired by and who we want to become? And Moses is an awesome example of that. I loved this conversation. But before we get started, make sure that wherever you're listening to this too, that you hit that subscribe button. And friends, I would really, really appreciate If you took just a few moments to leave us an honest review about this show, we want to impact leaders from all over the world who are, who feel like the misfit and the underdog in their industry. And you taking the time to hit subscribe and leaving us a review helps the show get found and helps us impact more people. And also, also we are on YouTube. If you are not subscribed over there, all you have to do is go over to YouTube and put in Heather Parody. We're going to be putting a lot of time and attention over there over this next year. You don't want to miss what we have planned. All right, let's get into this interview with actor and model Moses. J. Mosley. 
I was actually born in um, Aiken, South Carolina, and uh, we moved to um, Georgia um, when I was, oh God, maybe about seven. And we stayed with my grandparents for like a couple of years. Then we moved to Jonesboro and went from Jonesboro. I, I was I stayed in Jonesboro for like, till I was like 17, 18. And that's when I kind of went out on my own and I started, you know, was working, you know, probably by the age of uh, 20 is when I realized that I, I wanted to be an actor. You and that's 20 right now. How old are thank you? you? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm 27 right now. God, you look so young. You look awesome. Thank you. And um, that's um, really when I just realized that, okay, like I know what I can do and I know what I want to do. So I'm just going to put all my energy into it. I probably, I have to say, like, I kind of told it out of, st- out, of uh, out of place, but um, after I lost weight, that's when I got the encouragement that I felt and um, empowerment that I felt that I needed in order to pursue my, um, my goals of uh, modeling and acting. Now tell me about this weight loss journey. It, it, it was it was the hardest thing I've ever done, short of acting or getting into acting. But um, I was uh I was overweight for most of my life, like up until like by the age of seventeen, eighteen, and um, I was really obese. Like I uh, the most I weighed was like three hundred pounds. Yeah, and um, it was pretty much my entire life because I grew up in that lifestyle of church eating sleeping and that's really what it was and it wasn't until I started moving around and seeing like people were looking different than me and I'm like okay those kids are a lot smaller than me what's going on you know and it was just that little stuff that was slowly building up in my head like okay like something isn't right you know this is a health choice you know if you want to continue to live like a long life you're going to have to lose weight and get in shape and um, it was really just a process for me like um, it took me about two and a half years to do it because I did it the natural way and um, I just one day I just woke up and I just said you know come and save you you got to do this yourself you know so I put together my own workout plan. I changed my eating habits and about two and a half years later, here I am. Yeah. And I've been this size for uh, for, um, for a couple of years now. So yeah. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a behavioral thing and it's a psychological bit too, because I mean, you're talking about rewiring, you know, habits and things you probably didn't even think about and all of that. So, I mean, as a young man, what was your driving I guess, fuel for that. Because I know sometimes we get motivated to do stuff and then like a week goes by and it's like, never mind, forget it. That's what it was, yeah. years keeping at the grind and you doing it the natural way. I mean, like, tell me, like, how did you stay so focused and determined through that? I hated the way I felt, like waking up every day feeling exhausted and it was just like, I I, I don't like the way I feel, don't like the way I look. And I was getting older to the point where I was starting to get interested in girls. So I'm like, okay, like there's no way I can go out, you know, wanting to get, you know, know, get close to the girls and you know not and looking like this you know i got to do something you know and um that's really what it was it was just like i wanted to be a better me and in order to be a better me that's when i was like okay you gotta you gotta lose weight you gotta get healthy and then then as i went along it was i realized it was it was more of a mental thing than a physical thing it was getting out of that hypnotic rhythm of eating whatever you wanted and sleeping it was now okay instead of eating this you got to eat this and needed in portions. Now, instead of laying down, you got to go work out, you know, and it was just a process. It was an everyday kind of thing, like reprogramming my mind to get up and go and do this. And, and it was an everyday thing. I had to keep reminding myself, like, I know you want to lay down. I know you want to eat this. Don't do it. This is your goal. So if you want to get here, you have to do this. And it was just constantly reminding myself, get up, go run, go work out. And yeah. it was just like slowly it programmed my mind to now to the point where like, if I'm sitting too long, I'll roll over and do some pushups. You know, like now it's like, if I don't work out at least five days out of the week, my body starts to tell me, okay, you got to go do something, you yeah. know? And it's just like, now I'm like programmed to, you know, go work out and be active now. But it was, it was more or less just reprogramming myself. And that's really what it was. Yeah. 
And what was your support system like, like your friends and your family? I mean, what did they think when you're like, hey, you're rolling over, you're doing push-ups, you're not eating as much, you're going and working out, yeah. you're going to the grind? For them, it was just like, you know, like, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, just do do what you can and, you know, we're, um, you know, we're here for you. But at the time, you know, with friends and stuff, like I would go time, time spans, you know, without talking to a lot of people and like without being around a lot of people because when you're in that, that mode and you're around certain people that you develop those habits from, you, you sadly got to isolate yourself from it because it's like you, you typically become who you're around the most and sometimes you have to like if, if that's not the environment that you need to be in to become who you're becoming you kind of got to distance yourself a little bit you know the love is still there but at the end of the day it's like you got to do what's best for you and you know like um eventually like when they started seeing me more they'd be like wow okay you're looking different you know you're looking different and friends that i probably didn't you know see like probably like a year or two later they didn't know who i was because that's when i started really losing weight they were like there's no way you're here i'm like yeah that it's me, you know, and they were, they were just blown away. And, um, you know, just feeding off of that energy really motivated me to stay with it, you know, and just keep on going. And I'm yeah. just really thankful for it, you know, that, that I was able to do that. Were you bullied at all as a kid? No, no, that was, I think that was probably the luckiest thing. Like I was always like a really nice kid and like really approachable. And like, you know, I was bigger than a lot of people too. So nobody really wanted to bully me. So it was <laughs> like, um, yeah. And, um, and it was, I, I guess I, I was just blessed in that way. Like I knew how to talk to people and I had like that kind of personality where you didn't want to pick at me. Even if you thought something you still didn't want to say, you wanted to be nice and be cool around me. Probably middle school was when I, maybe a little bit, but it was more so of a hazing kind of thing. Like, okay, are you cool or not? You know? And then, when I laughed along, that's one thing I learned at a young age. Like if you learn to laugh at yourself, everybody laughs with you. And that's one thing I integrated into my life. And it was like, okay, like it wasn't a picking at thing. It was just a, now we're going to be friends thing. And that's what friends do. You know, we rag on each other sometimes, but it also helped me form a lot of bonds and stuff with friends that I have now to this day from that time period. Cause I, I, I was playing football and stuff and getting in sports, standing expanding my, my horizons. And I met a lot of people that way and um, formed a lot of bonds with a lot of people. But it was, um, it was, it was really just a blessing that I never really went through the bullying thing but I think that just goes a testament to personality and will and um you know my my personal my internal strength my mental strength and to to, to decide that I'm not to decide that this is this this is just it's nothing to me you know I'm not going to allow what, what somebody else's negativity to impact who I am and who I'm becoming so yeah. that's really what it is you have so much inner and I've, I've known you for about seven minutes now yeah. I can see um, right. just the the grit and the determination within you. And I think about how interesting that is that you chose this path of acting and modeling and entertainment, which, you know, you need some grit in <laughs> and you some determination. So yeah. when did that enter the picture where you're like, hey, I'm I'm not just thinking about this, I'm doing it. Every day, like when, after I lost weight, you know, I was working in retail and um, I was doing a lot of different jobs and I would have a lot of random people coming up to me and saying, you have a nice look, you know, like you ever thought about modeling? And in my head, I was like, not really. You know, and that, you know, at the time I was just like, okay, whatever. But the more and more they started coming, it started, kind of got in my head. Like, I don't know, maybe that would be kind of fun for me to do. Uh, eventually, like I got, like a lot of people give me random cards and stuff. And um, I just, collect, I just kept them. I just collected them. And one day I just started saying to myself, like, hey, why not just see what's going to happen? You know, and I called around some of the um, information that I got. And um, some of them were fake and, um, you know, along that lines of, you know, get, go away from them. But some of them were real as well. Uh, it was, I did a couple of um, different print print shoots and a couple of different advertising shoots and stuff with some people. You know, eventually it was just like, I really like doing this. And um, I remember I was going to Georgia State University. I was walking out of class one day and um, a girl, she pulled me to the side and asked me if I wanted to be in a movie. 
you know, and at first I was kind of skeptical. I was like, you know, what kind of movie, what are you talking about? <laughs> basement or something. And like, you know, the guy tried to kidnap me, but it um, ended up being the movie uh, Joyful Noise with uh, Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton. And they were looking for um, extras to do a background scene in the club and stuff. And I was out of class and I said, and I, someone just told me, he's like, just, just, just do it. You know, you're going to like it, just do it. So I was like, what the hey? And um, I went and did that. And after that, I was hooked on the acting aspect. I met some of the people that, that do casting and um, for things of that proportion. And I gave them my information and they just started sending me thing after thing and I just I kept with it and here I am now like it was uh, that was like that was probably like the biggest blessing I ever got so cool what were you studying in school I'm on criminal justice Um, I have have my associates in criminal justice and um, yeah thank you thank you in business administration yeah so funny my uh, associates is in criminal justice too Really? And, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know like how I'm going to be using this, but like, it was so <laughs> interesting at the time. So you got on the freaking walking dead. Love it. Yes. Yes. Let's yes. talk about that real quick. Oh my God. That was uh, the third thing I ever did career wise. No and, way. Um, Are you joking? The third thing. I didn't know anything about the show. I knew nothing about it. And I was at the time, I was just looking to build my resume. So I was just sending my information out to everybody that I could find. And um, I came across the people that were doing casting for um, certain roles at the time, ECA casting. Uh-huh. And um, someone just told me, like, do something different, you know? And so I submitted my, um, my, my, my small resume at the time and my head shot to their casting department. And I was like, hey, whatever, you know, just whatever it's going to do, just going to do whatever. If not, sure, at least I did it, you know? Yeah. And about... Uh, Two, three weeks later, I got a phone call at 4 a.m. saying a role just opened up and asking me if I wanted it. A phone call at 4 a.m.? At 4 a.m. And at 4 a.m. And um, I answered and I was like, uh, you know, okay, fine. And um, they were like, okay, great. We're going to send you um, confirmation in the morning, whatever, thanks. And that was it. I woke up the next day and I thought I dreamed it. So I was like, okay, there's no way that happened. And I was like, all right, let me check my phone. And there was a confirmation about information about where to go today and everything. And I was like, no way. And um, at the time, I didn't, I didn't know like what the show was. I was just happy I got some. I went down and I, um, I met the casting people and I met um, uh, a couple of the, um, I met the executive producer, a couple, a couple of executive producers and stuff. And they were just telling me the stuff that they wanted me to do for the role. And I was like, sure, you know, fine. And um, I shot with them for about uh, two, three weeks. It was a part that I had no idea what it was. You know, I was like, okay, okay, I'm dressing up like a zombie. They're, you know, they're you know chop me up and stuff it's like all right cool that's going to be interesting to put on my resume awesome <laughs> and i had people coming up to me who knew the show who knew the comics and everything and they were like do you know who you are like do you know what you just did and i'm like uh no i don't know what this is I, 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 it was fun but i don't know you know and later on i found out um you know i was going to be one of, one of michonne's pet walkers and stuff and um and that was uh after i saw that first episode that's when i w- went back and watched the other seasons and i was hooked and i was like oh my god like i was so i was like that's who i was like wow that's awesome you know? so badass yeah yeah it was, it was amazing <laughs> like um it was so much fun just it was a real blessing like 100 percent of blessing yeah 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 uh, what was it like What's what I forgot her name. Uh, Michonne, is it? That's it. How how was how was it working with her? I've heard she's really cool. She's amazing. Like she's so nice, beautiful, and just uh, just beautiful inside and out. Like um, she's really down to earth. Um, and it was it was just it was just a real blessed blessing to get a chance to work with her and meet her. But like she's she's such a professional and so nice. Like um, even like on some of the scenes where you see her like tugging us like on the chains and stuff. Like mm-hmm. like it was like she was like really tugging us. She was like showing us where to go because we were completely blind. We couldn't see anything because they had, really? had contact lenses on. We were completely blind. The only thing we could see was like the light around the edges. So like when she was tugging us, she was really showing us where to go. And like in between like stains. And 
stuff, you know, when a director would say cut, she'd be like, oh, is everything okay, guys? Was that too hard? You know, like, was it, are you guys all right? And we'd be like, yeah, you're fine. Like, thank you. Like, you know, we're, we're good, you know, but um, it just shows like how much she cared and how nice she was. And um, it, it was it was, it was just really a lot of fun meeting and working with her. I She's bet. So I nice. bet. Everybody was honest. I didn't meet one single bad person on that set. Like everybody, the cast, and crew, they're so nice and down to earth. Like really great people to work for. That's really cool. That's really cool. I, 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 I want to get some more questions about being an artist, but I have to ask about your arms. How did they it, do that? Where did your arms go? It was so funny. It was all CGI. Like they used green okay. and blue screen sleeves on us. So we basically had to walk around like this all day. Wow. And um, because like we had we we couldn't move our arms like at all. We had to be pretty much be um, numb because yeah. the more you move when you're trying to, when they're trying to take your arms out like digitally, the more it costs them. So you have mm-hmm. to be like as still as you can and just try to walk and contort your body and look all yeah. dead and stuff. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was all CGI for arms. And stuff. That's yeah. cool. What do you think it was about? You said earlier I was hooked when you was were an extra on the set. And a lot of people don't like extra work, and so for you to go in there and be like, I'm home. Like this feels really good. Mm. What was it about being on set that you loved? For for me, it was learning and getting a chance to see how, like, I grew up, I love horror. I love horror movies. Like, growing up, that was my thing. Watching really? Horror, I love horror movies. Like, and you um, bought on The Walking Dead? And yeah, it, 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 was like a, it was like a dream come true, really, because I, I, like, I had a lot of questions growing up about how do they do things and how does this work. Yeah. And for me, it was just learning and, and seeing it firsthand how everything is done and it was like wow you know like this is how they do it this is how all this is done and um it was just like just learning and being around people who create these things you know that you grow up watching and um it was it was it was really it was it was that you know and um you know i was treated like really nicely and the food was amazing and it was just like you know like i i, I just it just i felt comfortable and like for someone who grew up like was kind of like self-conscious and was still trying to mentally come into myself like you know okay i'm not that person anymore i'm this person now it was like being treated so well and being in front of a camera and um basically being immortalized you know that's what it was for me it was like wow now i'm, I'm coming from this to this you know so it was just like it, it was it was just a blessing it was like god was shining on me like saying like mm-hmm. you're you're not this person anymore now you're this so this is what i want for you and, and it yeah. felt like it was just like a gift you know yeah. yeah, that's so amazing. We have, a, we have a lot of creatives who listen to this show. And um, I was just wondering about, have you ever thought about giving up? Have you ever thought like, this is too much of a big dream for me? Um, this is too crazy, whatever. And if so, how did you stay in the game? For me, it was it was never really giving up because like, like I said, I was just really blessed because like I've, I've been getting like a lot of opportunities. And for me, it was always, if you love what you do, then what are you really giving up? You know, it's like either you're going to live your life and enjoy it or you're going to just exist. And for me, even when I didn't, even when I wasn't, you know, you know self-conscious, when I was self-conscious, for me, it was, I'm not going to just exist. I got to live because what's the point in just existing? You know, you got to enjoy your life. You have to enjoy what you do. And if you're not enjoying what you do, who are you really kidding? You know, so it's like everything takes time. Everything is a process. Whether you're whether you're bagging groceries, you're still waiting for that phone call for them to let you know, yeah, you got the job. Or if you're acting, you're still waiting for that phone call to let you know you booked the role. You're going to be waiting for something. So why not wait for what you love to do? That's and for it. me, it, was like, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense for me to do anything anything else. Like I can't imagine myself at this point doing anything else but this. And I've just been really blessed to get so many opportunities, and that's that's so what awesome. It was. What's next from here? What's your vision? Oh my gosh, uh, my next goal is to be a superhero in a Marvel movie. Like Hell that's yeah. that's my next goal. Because um, last year I actually um, met one of my other goals. It was to um, be in a DC um, TV show, and I got a guest starring role on the show Watchmen on HBO. So I was really happy about that. So and, cool. 
Yeah, and I was really happy about that. And um, now it's just, I want to be in the Marvel movie. I want to, a reoccurring role would be great, but just, so you know, somebody significant in the Marvel movie, like that would be, that's my next goal. Like that's, that's my next blessing. I know I'm going to get. You will. You will. All right. We have Sharon Folk asked, she wanted to know about your best tip for changing unhealthy food behaviors. My best tip is slowly in moderation. Don't just completely just go cold turkey on anything because your body, it actually is like once you get so used to eating or drinking something, it's basically like a drug and it kind of needs it. Otherwise, it's going to like, you're going to throw your whole equilibrium off. So slowly throughout every day, eat less or drink less of, of that particular thing. And over time, you won't um, need it as much. And eventually you'll be able to stop eating it pretty much a, a qu more quickly than you, what you would if you went cold turkey. So it's like in moderation, slowly stop eating what you're doing day after day, eat smaller portions, and eventually your body won't need it as much. And um, and eventually you'll be able to cut it out completely. And if you can find a healthier alternative to whatever you're eating or drinking, that would be also be best. But mo moderation is the key because like you can actually technically eat anything you want. But the key is to do it in slower and um, smaller increments so you won't need it as much and so it won't be as harmful to you. Because your body is naturally going to burn fat on its own, but it just helps when you eat smaller portions so it can get rid of it easier. So go slow, slowly wean yourself off of it and find healthier alternatives, but do it slowly. Don't just go cold turkey. You have a very practical mindset in the sense of I know people often want really fast results. And that's what's super hard. And so like, was that something you learned or was that the kind of way you naturally were? Because for you to like take that approach of like, okay, slowly winging and I'm going to do this for two years and you know, I'm going to stay in the entertainment business and just trust that things are going to be cool. Like you have like a longevity, like in your mindset, like where did that come from? It was a trial and error. Cause I went like, I was, I'm like, probably you wouldn't be able to tell, but I'm like one of the most impatient people really? ever. You don't seem like it. <laughs> It, it took it took time, like it really took time, and I had to really like just program myself to to realize like you have to take your time because your body, your mind, your spirit has to catch up with what you want, you know. So it's like you got to give yourself that time to acclimate into that new way of being. But starting out, like I wanted it quick, like everything. I was like, okay, I want to have a six pack now. Uh, I I, I want to be able to eat what I want and like be able to you know not gain weight. And like at first, like it kind of shocked my system because I I did try to like I did get you know sometimes I would get discouraged and be like, okay, this isn't working, like, dang it. But then I'll have to constantly remind myself it's a process. It's going to take time. You're seeing results. Just keep on going. You know, it was like slowly I had to engrave it in my mind, but it was it was definitely a time thing. It, I, it didn't come overnight. It did not come overnight. Mm -hmm. It was a slow, a slow grind, it's a slow, like, process. But once you get acclimated to it and once your mind gets programmed, that's when your body follows. And that's really what it was for me. Justin Cochran wants to know uh, if you felt like you had encouragement growing up or did you have something like you wanted to prove? to yourself for me it was it was a little bit of both like um you know my parents like they worked a lot so they really weren't around that much you know um and uh for me and i was and i was the youngest of three kids so uh and my brother and sister they were more closer at the time than i was with them because i was the youngest you know i was the younger brother you know so it was like you know kind of like a little bit of isolation so for me it was i had to really be strong-minded and i had to really it was more so self-encouragement for me. I had to realize like if you're not getting everything you feel like you need from any particular person, you have to create that for yourself and that's fine. That's like honestly I feel like that's the best route to go. Self-encouragement, self 
fulfillment because that's the one person you can always depend on yourself. You know, you you can never let yourself down. So for me, it was constantly programming my mind to say, you don't need somebody to pat you on the back, pat yourself on the back. You know, you got this, you can do this. And that's really what it was for me, waking up every day saying, I'm with you, myself, I'm with you, let's go do this, you know? And, and that's really what it was. It's like, the best encouragement you can get is self-encouragement. Like, don't be hard on yourself. Like, everything takes time, but just keep empowering yourself and telling yourself, you got this, everything's okay. It takes time. If somebody else is trying to feed you negativity, ignore them, like, cut them out of your life. Like, if you're getting negative energy from anybody, doesn't matter who they are, cut them out because they don't mean you well, you know? So you gotta do what's best for you and you have to keep yourself uplifted, but self-encouragement is the best. Jason Loy asked, what was the spark that occurred between I can't and I can? Uh, What was it that broke the barrier and started the journey to climb for success? That is a great question. Wow, oh my God. For me, it was, I guess, actually seeing results. When I, when I would wake up and now, okay, like I go from not being able to walk down the stairs without getting winded. Now I'm walking up and down the stairs and I'm, and now I'm still in my first breath. So it's like, okay, like what changed? It's like, okay, clearly something's working. Yeah. And when you get that little, that little inspiration, that little thing that says, this is different than what it was. That's when it's like, okay, what else can I do now? What else can I do? How far else can I go, you know? And it's the same thing with acting. It's like you book one thing and it's like, wow, okay, I booked that. So why can't I book this? Because it was the same thing, like I said, with acting. Because like I started out doing extra work. Now I'm doing guest starring roles. Now I'm doing reoccurring roles. Now I'm doing leading roles. And it's always that one thing is that says I can do this. So why can't I do this? That's really what it is. It's like seeing improvement within yourself. And that's what empowered, that really what personally empowered me. It was seeing that I went from this to this now. And it feels like it took forever in my head. But when I talk to people, that's when it's like, I realized like, wow, I did that in no time. Like that's, that's no time at all, you know? And it's just really seeing, seeing improvement in yourself. Self-improvement is the best inspiration you can hope for. It's like seeing even a little bit, like even if, like I said, like you go from taking one step a day to now you're doing two and three, it's a process. It's seeing that you've improved and that's really what it was for me. God, fire man. Lisa David Olson wants to know, what was a change you didn't expect after the weight loss? Oh God, oh. The reaction I probably, I say, getting the reaction I got from people, like from girls and stuff, like girls that wouldn't, wouldn't even give me a second look. And now they're like, oh, wow. Hey, who are you? You know, it's like, wow. Okay. Like that. That's, that's what it took. All right. Awesome. You know? And it was really my, re- it was the, for me, it was the reaction that I got from people. You know, it's like, like when I got started, like, of course that was my motivation, like feeling better, like getting, you know, that feeling that I needed, you know, that, that type of, um, that type of, uh, reformation from people not realizing that I didn't need it. But at the time it was like, you know, you're young, you, of course you want, you know, some attention from people, you know, positive attention. But as I got going, that's when it was like, I, I realized I didn't need it anymore. And as long as I knew within my heart, that's really what matters. But then just going back and like forgetting that I even wanted that attention. Now I'm getting the attention that I forgot that I wanted. You know, and it was just like seeing those reactions. It was, it was priceless for me. It was like, you wouldn't give me a second look. Now you can't take your eyes off me. And it's like, wow, okay. Like just seeing that reaction from people, it, 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 it enlightened me, but it also made me happy inside. So it was just like, you know, wow, like this is this, you, you're basically reaffirming what I already knew. Like I'm, I've, I've made improvement, you know, and just that, that reaffirmation for me, that was, that was, that was the thing I didn't expect from people. Wow. Yeah. wow. Do you think you changed 
as a man, like inwardly? Oh, 100%, 100%. Like confidence wise, um, the things that I, I thought that were important to me weren't important to me anymore. You know, like I said, I, I like I, I wanted validation from other people. Yeah. But I, but as I, as I went on, that's when I realized that I didn't really want that. I wanted validation from myself. Yeah. And I gained that validation from myself because I showed myself what I was capable of. So that's really what it, it did it for me. It was, um, I found myself in a sense. I'm always finding myself now, but it's like, then I really found myself because I, I encouraged myself. And that's when it showed me like, there's nothing you can't do once you put your mind to it. That's yeah. it. I'm just going to take one more question and it's actually going to be an acting question uh, about awesome. Watchmen. Uh, awesome. Rob McAvee wanted to know, mm. Watchmen has a very dramatic opening it does. Of the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. How familiar were you with this piece of history prior to the show and how did it affect you? I had no idea that that happened. And for me, it was like, it blew my mind. You know, it's like I, I, I would hear certain things, you know, about pre previous history, African-American history, about, you know, there were certain towns and stuff that were created that were fully functional and, you know, well, well built and everything that we knew nothing about. To see it firsthand, the, the, the terrible things that transpired, like it broke my heart. But at the same time, it motivated me. It was like they did that. You know, they created that. And those people were so angry at them for their ingenuity. It just shows how strong they really were, you know? So it was like, it was enlightening and it was disheartening at the same time. It was an educational experience for me. It was like, wow, like I'm learning so much about stuff I had no idea even happened, you know? And they did such an amazing job of it, of recreating it. Like I was, I was really blown away by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, but I had no idea about it that to that degree. Well, I have one final question for you that I ask all my guests. But before that, first of all, I just want to acknowledge you for not only taking time out of your day to come here and speak with us, but also to, uh, you're a powerhouse. And I think, you know, your art is awesome, but I also think your story and your message, like you have a voice uh, that I think God's really going to use you and, and your story Thank to impact you. people's lives. I can feel it here and I know listeners can as well. Uh, where can people follow your journey online and just see where you go from here? Because I know it's just the beginning. Oh yeah, thank you so much. And um, I'm always on Instagram at Moses Mosley. At Moses Mosley, um, Twitter at Moses Mosley, uh, Facebook. Uh, I have um, like two fan pages, and I have a personal page as well. I have a website MosesJMosley.com that you can um, you can write me on, um, or if you just want to send me an email or anything, like I always respond, and um, I always respond to fan letters as well. But um, yeah, or just worst case, or easy easy thing you can do is just go to Google, type in Moses J Mosley, and all my stuff will pop up. So I always respond to everybody, and um, even if it takes a little bit of time. I'll I always respond to everybody and I'm, I'm just really blessed and thankful that anybody would even like want to, you know, reach out to me. But yeah, like any way you want to contact me, I'm, I'm always, I'm always available. All of that will be linked in the show notes. Very last question for you. Let's say we were to go back in time to Moses before all this, finding yourself overweight, probably uncomfortable, unhappy, uh, feeling like this urge, maybe there's something more for you, maybe not knowing exactly what that was, but thinking, mm -hmm. you know, it's just this this gap between where you are and where you want to be, where you envision yourself. And you just go back and sit with that young man, 17, 18 years old, and tell him one thing that you understand now that he did not understand back then. What would that be? It's so weird. Like, I kind of just got goosebumps that you asked me that because I was meditating the other day and that happened to me. I like, I literally, like, I feel like I went back and I was talking to my younger self. So, wow. oh my God, that's awesome. Um, but literally, I would just say, like, you have no idea how good it's going to get. Believe me, look at me and look at you right now. This is what you become. And know that nothing that anybody else is telling you that's not making you feel good matters. 
The only thing that matters is you can do anything you want. You can have anything you want. You can be anybody you want. Just decide that that's what you want. Make yourself feel like you already have it and do this as often as you possibly can and it's gonna come, I promise you. Just, just stay as happy and uplifted as you can. Cut out that negativity. Feel like you already have what you want and I promise you it's gonna come. Just to stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. I want to give a big thank you to Moses for coming on today's episode. You can check him out at Moses Mosley over on Instagram or MosesMosley.com. And friends, if you need any additional support in your unconventional journey, make sure you head over to Facebook and type in Unconventional Leaders. We have an awesome group over there and would love to have you a part of our tribe. All right, my friends, I will see you in our next episode.